You're listening to uh, another new episode of No Chill on a Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 18. And the song you just heard is from my boy, Professor Mike, from the We Winning crew. Known them do since college. This is off his new project. And the song is called Faith. That's on fire. Yeah, really dope. Like, like a lot that. of dope samples. Like, Professor Mike and even seeing, like, all them dudes been grinding, hustling. And I remember when I first heard. Uh, Shy So Chill Beautiful song Beautiful song I don't know what song I first heard by them But it was <laughs> It was this one freestyle And My favorite line was We at the finish line Eating spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> And somebody was like In the background Doing like The little tap on the desk <laughs> thing It was it was fire <laughs> Yeah but they But uh, first of Mike Born and raised here in Chicago Pure Pure Chicago dude right there. But definitely check out his new project, man. Really dope. And if you like samples, like, he flipped a lot of good samples on there, too. So, but if you want your music on this podcast, especially local, underground, Chicago artists, wherever you want to consider yourself to be, hit your boy Chris J up. I will definitely play your music proudly and with, with, with pride, honestly, and proudly. Well, I mean, if it's trash, though. We're not playing it. No, 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 no. This is not my Columbia days. Nah, I don't care. I don't care. You didn't even introduce yourself. You didn't introduce yourself either. I did. I always. I don't care. The point that I'm saying is, if it's trash and Christian is cool with you, he gonna try to like find like the least trash part of the song and play it. And I'm just gonna say, when I listen to it, you gonna know it's trash because I'm gonna say this is trash. Like Smokey the Bandit. Because that song that you played that one time by him was trash. Now, I don't know if he's gotten better. I mean, because all artists, well, the idea is that you're supposed to progress as an artist. And I haven't listened to any of his recent stuff, but that one song was trash. He's definitely improved. Like, like we, we still talk. Like, I still hear he's improved. Okay. Well, anyway, this is uh, Kenny G on the ones and twos. What's up, y'all? All right. But, yeah, once again, this is episode 18. Yep. And so a lot has gone on. A lot has we can discuss and we'll talk about. But let's start it all off with... I ain't going to go in order. Let's go with Monique again in Netflix. For the culture. <laughs> it's for the culture. So... <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. So once again, like <sighs> the reason why we're st- like this is still highlighted and will be discussed solely because Monique just can't get over it. I don't know why Monique has not used this buzz that she has drawn for herself to literally go on a comedy tour and get this get that check. 
So that way, all her people who has not boycotted Netflix yet—that's the—that's the key part. Nobody's boycotted Netflix, and all of that they haven't can literally support her. I mean it. Like that's all. That, literally, if she, use this buzz. That's all I want her to do. And also, you black people that's literally mad because Tiff, y'all saw that Tiffany Caddish has an 800k deal. There is actually more to that. But you, I forgot. Niggas don't do research, which we'll expound upon even further. Later in this podcast, when we talk about Bruno Mars, but niggas just don't do research. And if you learn to find out, actually, Tiffany Hash 800K is not for a stand up com- comedy special at all. That's for the animation thing, right? Exactly. It's an animation uh, thing that she's producing and also has a voiceover for. So, Wait, is she producing it? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, producing and I think she has a voiceover as well. So, uh, so and so there's more money to the deal because they know by, like, it's more to it. It's just, that's just a part of money that she's getting from that Netflix deal. But niggas just don't like doing reading and research. I mean, if Tiffany, if they offer Tiffany Haddish 800000 for a stand-up, I mean, that that's about what she worth. Because, I mean. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love yeah. Sister Girl and her real. realness. But, I mean, she not funny. She like I watched her stand up. She read it. It wasn't funny. She she scripted it's okay, funny. Say it. It's, it's okay to be, keep it real. We're here. <laughs> this, is, this is a safe place. It's a oh, safe this place. is a safe place. The internet is not a safe place. Our house, yes, our house is a safe place. Well, your your husband will always protect you. Yeah, That's you better. Job. You better. I mean, she's not that funny to me. I love her personality. I love. That she is constantly herself, no matter where she is. But she's not funny to me, and I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry, but you know, that's just what it is. So even if she was offered eight hundred thousand for a stand up, I would say she better take that with no questions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not going to expound because you're a black woman, so you can say that. As I am a black male, cis hetero black oh, male. God. Sometimes problematic, but most of the time, no chill. Most but of the time, problematic. Most of the time, no chill. Regardless of the fact how you view me. Regardless of the fact. <laughs> but, yes. And also, because you just can't get mad at the fact. You, I just wish niggas would stop counting niggas' pockets. Well, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Especially rich people. Like, literally, if Monique was doing so, like I don't think Monique... If Monique is coming... I, I just don't like the fact that nigga celebrities use Twitter as an outlet. To literally, as a, as it were, the hounds. I mean, yeah, they use Twitter as an outlet and uh, Instagram, Instagram as their news conference. They release press releases on Instagram all the time. Exactly. That's just the I time just that we in. I just don't like it because it's just like we know the power of Black Twitter. We can change things. We can make things very vocal. But a lot of times, like I, I just don't like. I just don't feel like. I just don't like the fact that we're being used as a. As a like, hey, hey, get the white man black Twitter because we can't, I can't do it alone. And I, I just don't like that. Especially for people I feel like who don't do shit for the culture. I, I have yet to see, I have yet to see anything to prove that Monique loves us for real. I have yet to see anything. What has she done besides pretty much treat Charlemagne? But like Charlemagne, we, she, he, everybody thrashes Charlemagne once a, once a month. She has said the skinny bitches ain't shit. Duh. 
She went to and prison. Then she, and then she got fat. Did, I mean, then she got skinny. Shut up. <laughs> she went to prison and did a stand-up special for the ladies. White and black ladies and Mexican ladies. I'm talking about black culture because that's who she's. This is who, this is who she's. She did begging, movie, She did a movie for. with Lee Daniels. And I mean, also, I'm just said, I'm just throwing out the stuff that her and her husband have said. She is the most yes. decorated. Cool. Comedian alive. Cool. I'm just. That's what her husband. I said. could decorate a resume too. And she also got to remember, you pissed off Oprah. That's true. I mean, I still think Monique is funny. Like, yeah, she's funny. I'm not telling the fact. Monique is funnier than Tiffany Haddish. Woo! But <laughs> fact, that's why I'm Loki. That's why I'm about to name the episode of the podcast. Oh, T- Monique is funnier than Tiffany Haddish. Okay. Yep. yep. But anyway, but we gotta remember that Monique pissed off Oprah. You don't piss off the one black woman. That has the power. That has the power over not just black women, black people, but also white women. How many people got that type of clout? Not many <laughs> at all. Oprah got clout like that, and you pissed off the one black woman who you don't ever want against you. Do I always respect Oprah? Not really. I feel like Oprah kind of clowny at times, but at the same time, what? Oprah's kind of clowny at times. Where'd you get that from? Uh, she's just clowny at times. How? Just my personal... Nope, state speech. them facts. No, because I'm not trying to get Oprah to ban me. State them facts. But I respect Oprah. You just call her a clown. Come on, Leonard. Lay out them facts. My name's not Leonard. Christian. My name is... Do I look like a dude bleaches his black skin? Look like shut a up. black pale ghost? Shut up. Casper why is, ass, why is Oprah clowny? She's clowning. No, I need some. I need some answers. She canceled the Oprah show. For the no people reason. before I, I could even get a chance to work there. So clowning. Re- yeah. What else? That's it. And also, I didn't get a free car, or she didn't get my mama a free car. Clowning. Christian, you just be saying any damn thing, bro. Yes. <laughs> but regardless of the fact, though. I just believe Monique needs, just needs to get over this. And she just needs to understand. Until you make amends with Oprah, you're not gonna get on no you're not gonna go nowhere. Until you do right by me. Everything you touch. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I'm not gonna down Monique and her husband for what they're doing. And it's also a good about say five percent of the problem is her husband too. Five percent. No, I'm yeah. Give him some real numbers. I said seventy-five. That's one of the few black men. Oh, oh, y'all niggas, man, don't even start. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I'm not really mad at Monique for what she doing. I just, I agree with you. I would like to see like some content come out of it. Like, hey, here's. Here's my special that my husband recorded in our basement in front of all my in front of all my awards. <laughs> <laughs> like, like man, if you use this time to really pump it up to show these niggas, like y'all must have forgotten. Allow me to introduce myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel like she should go about it. Like, yes, you feel like you're worth more. Okay, fight for that. But, you know, show us. Well, not us, but them. 
Because, I mean, I know you funny as hell. I had to go back and watch um, I Could Be Your Cellmate. And it's still funny. So, I mean, just just show them what you got. Pretty much. That's, it's not that hard. And, like I said, you this you have a buzz. This is, like, the biggest, big most of the time, this is the most we've talked about Monique since I don't know when. Man, she could go on Instagram Live right now and do a whole stand-up comedy thing. And then when it's over... Announce it a little so, exactly, and then you just use that, set up a little tour, maybe like a five, seven city tour, and all of that little area. Look, well, you don't got to go to comedy club. Well, yeah, she's like where black comedians know only niggas gonna follow black comedians. Make sure you get some Groupons on there, right? Street. I mean, hey, you stream it. I Am mean, I going? No, but <laughs> same time, just letting it be known. Listen, if you want to reach out to your community, reach out to me. And then I know a place you could perform for free. Eesh. Not for the free? I could pay her. I mean, I ain't paying her to perform. I'm just saying if she wants some more exposure, she could come to my job. I set it up. I guess. Come to No Chill Media. Let us set you up. Exactly. Throw you a nice little alley oop. Throw you on the chicken circuit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Since you shucking and jabbing anyway Exactly But Moving on I'm to, surprised you didn't have more to say about that Cause Literally I'm about it's, I'm At this point it's like eh Plus now I want to go on I gotta move on What, what else would you want me to say? I really expected you to slander her No Really bad I'm proud of you You improving I'm rubbing off on you No I just feel like at this point You got the biggest buzz of your career Well I won't say of her career Okay, okay, Not of her career, not of her career. But this is like the second biggest, second, third biggest buzz uh, that she has in her career. And I feel like you're doing nothing with it. Because like, let this, like, let this been like Dave Chappelle or something like that. I'm pretty sure Dave, well, Dave Chappelle could walk into a comedy club and then literally it's that. Like, it's just like that. And I'm pretty sure if Monique could easily probably do the same, preferably a black comedy club. And literally people pull out their phone. Mm-hmm. Like they may not They ask where is the rest of her at But I'm pretty sure that Really? Yeah But You know what? <laughs> I don't even know why I provoked you I mean it was just like when Buck saw Dave Chappelle And he was swole as hell Yeah They were like where is Not now you're two times that person Yeah <laughs> but, but yeah so moving on Uh, I feel like niggas need to do their research These hoes be doing research no, research, they don't. Research. Oh, yeah. Research. Shout out to uh, Big Sean for being a black king, a faithful black king of America. Uh, Salute. But anyway, niggas, niggas versus Bruno Mars. Leave Bruno alone. Bro. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say, yeah, please leave him alone. I, like that video of that, that dumbass little girl. Literally, for one, you don't wish death upon nobody. Seriously. Two. Do, I, it just she proved to me that niggas don't do their research on artists. Niggas just listen to music and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And like, it's good that like I surround myself like it's not like with you. People I hang around with, like we actually like artists that we care about and listen to. We do our googles or at least research. If somebody does an interview, we listen to those interviews. Mm-hmm. When people, whether it's listening or reading those interviews and stuff like that, or we just sit there and go back. Like I look at people's like biographies and stuff on 
well, Wikipedia ain't the greatest resources, but on Rap Genius and stuff like that, just so I get to know these artists a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing I could say about Bruno Mars, he's far from a culture appropriator. Yeah, I agree. We know Justin Bieber was definitely one. Miley Cyrus is definitely one. Yeah, and now she want to come back to the niggas' house. Yeah, exactly. Like, literally, there's a whole... It's, di- it's different. It's so freaking different with Bruno because... Unlike them, he gives credit to those. He gives credit to like those before him in R and B. Like he always and he works with the legends and all of that. Like how often do you get to sit like some like people? They, I don't remember Miley Cyrus doing nothing but working with Juicy J. And we're gonna keep it G. Juicy J is the main reason why Miley Cyrus did half the shit that she did <laughs> and all of that. But I don't see nobody mad at Juicy J. But at the same time. Like, y'all let her, he let her in the culture and then fucked up from there. Yep. And then Justin Bieber, I forgot who exactly, well, kind of Chris Brown. Well, Usher. Usher, Chris Brown, Ludacris, let him in, and then they fucked up by letting him deeper into the yeah. culture. And little Twist. Little Twist. Oh, too. yeah. Little Twist <laughs> fucked up, too. Well, he got little Twist in trouble plenty of times. Yeah, and that's what nobody... That's why Lil Twisty is what he is. Exactly, literally, he's, he picks up Lil Wayne skateboards and lean <laughs> and lean pickups on site. But regardless of the fact, Bruno Mars is far from a culture appropriate. If you niggas do y'all research, listen to listen to interviews, actually listen to, or even look at producer credits. He's working with black people when he does when he performs. He's work. All the people on that stage with him are black. Black. Black, like it, it's like it's not like he just has like it's maybe it's diverse or anything like that. He he knows is the black the sound is black and he keeps the sound black by putting black people around him and now it's not appropriate in the culture and he clearly has a love and knowledge of the culture too. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it so different. Like I was uh, his see, crack dealer is probably black too. I'm positive his crack dealer is so, well coke 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 coke. Coke is crack is what Chris Brown does. Coke is a little you could kind of I don't know, but literally, <laughs> regardless of how I'm pretty sure whoever gives Bruno his drugs is, is a coke coke head too is a coke dealer. But regardless of the fact, put some respect on Bruno G. And like even when he first came out, his sound was still pretty black. It was just very pop popish doo yeah. But that's that's the that but that's from the record label's problem itself. Because I've read interviews where they like from other producers and all legend legendary producers who he worked with, like Teddy Riley, say he wanted to freaking do uh the stuff he's doing now when he first came out. But Lackerley was like, nah, no, nah, we good on it and all. We don't want that. We don't. That sounds not going to sell. Record labels do that all the time. Exactly, and you and that's another thing. Niggas don't know shit about the music industry. If you actually do your research, if you go and listen to. Ep- older episodes of Everyday Struggle and actually listen to Joe Budden, you understand why he hates the, uh, record labels the way that he do mm-hmm. and all of that. If you listen to Chance interviews and when he actually talking about why he's he's so passionate about staying independent, that is why. Same with Mac Miller, same with Chief Keef and all of that. Record labels fuck you over mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of that. A lot of your, a lot of the one hit wonders got fucked over by the industry. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember A. Marie? Record label fucked her over. Mm-hmm. They gave some of her big potential, some big hits that was hers that she written everything. Her sound, to, uh, Beyonce and, and Jennifer Lopez. 
Beyonce ran away with it. Jennifer Lopez kind of fell off trying to do shits. But, or in Ashanti, too. Like, that whole sound that A. Marie came up with literally, like, died because they record label saw she was on the same label with two megastars mm-hmm. and all of that. But at regards, going back to the point, y'all don't understand how shit record labels are. So, like, you don't have much control. That's why a lot of artists want to stay independent because they want to have control of their own sound yeah. and all of that. So, at the end of the day, I respect Bruno. I respect because he literally put the effort into it, and he always gets credit where credit is due. Always. Always. And that's why that's what separates him from everybody else. But you niggas just don't do y'all research. Y'all refuse to do a nice little Google search. I actually hate to listen to interviews. Y'all just want to listen to the damn tunes. I just think that people will always find... People will always find a reason to be mad at somebody for anything. Like, they got mad because he... Well, she got mad because he was winning awards. And he... His album is performing great, and now he got a remix with Cardi B, and now niggas is mad and saying he appropriating culture. I just think people just are always going to find some little reason to be mad, to find some something, or else they're not happy with their lives because, you know, everything, because people are prospering and doing well. Somebody just always got to find a reason to be mad, and that's what Shorty is doing, and then she got people that followed along on her bandwagon until ultimately everybody got them out of here because that's just that's just stupid. Exactly. You have legit legendary R&B people who create the sound that Bruno made. I mean, not Bruno made that. Bruno is literally uh, bringing back mm-hmm. saying, yo, you sound like a dumbass. Yeah. So like and let and you literally make yourself sound like a, even worse of a person because you wishing death on somebody. Mm-hmm. But this is my thing: you can't get mad at Bruno because he's prospered from the sound. All he's doing is proving that this sound could still prosper. Yep. And all of that, but it could really prosper. But at the same time, look what's going on in R and B now. Ty Dolla Sign is literally the best R and B male R and B artist out. Well, black male R and B artist out right now. Can you name another male R&B artist? Besides dude from TDE, Sir, and also Daniel Caesar, but they have a sound that they, they, it's a different sound. You said, can I name some? Yeah, name like a few R&B singers who could legit do the, the, god dang it, what's, the, god dang it, uh, what you call this damn sound again? What, New, new Jack, Jack Swing? Swing? Yeah, the New Jack Swing sound. That can do it? Yeah. Can you name any male R&B artist who could do it right now? No. Exactly. Like, none. And I'm pretty sure if you was to sit there and ask a lot of male R&B singers, mainstream ones at least, can they do at least mimic it? I wouldn't trust them. And at the same time, the sound for R&B right now is not about love and, all, and having fun singing. It's about love and all of that. It's more about just being outright filth. Yeah, that's true. Like It's all about being outright filth. Or just being simpy as hell and stuff like that. Which isn't a bad thing. That's just the evolution of the sound itself. Because when you grow up hearing like the subtle stuff. And then you actually catch on and be like, yo, okay, we're going to take to all another level. We're going to talk. We're going to legit get in detail what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And all of that. That's just how R&B has evolved. 
But at the same time, the new Jack Swing sound can still prosper. You just need the right people around you to actually make it work. I don't trust any male R&B singer to probably do it. I don't even trust Chris Brown. He's the most talented nigga in R&B right now. I don't trust him to do something like that. Could he? That little dicky video is trash. <laughs> Since you brought up Chris Brown. Sorry. <laughs> of course, you be in that small minority. It's trash. What you want me to say? I liked it. Of course you liked it. It was a... I liked the concept and it was a fun, funny concept. Yeah. But we're not going to go there. Yet. (laughs) We'll come back to that. But... (laughs) But the problem... And then if y'all so mad, if you know an R&B dude who currently doing New Jack Swing, please put them on to us. Share it. This is my problem with niggas. Y'all listen to only mainstream shit. Y'all don't... Y'all get mad at niggas on SoundCloud all the time about trying to promote their stuff, but you don't even know what the hell they promoting most of the time. You just get mad at it because you see it on your Facebook page. You get mad at literally mugs trying to promote themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't. I find that stupid, but at the same time, you get mad on what's being played on the radio because it's not somebody you want to do it and all of that. It's not. It's not idea what you want. But nigga, you have an ox. But half you niggas have ox scores in your car and play the same shit that's on the radio too. That's true. <laughs> so you sound dumb to me. Like, are you dumb? Seriously, I just don't get niggas when it comes to like when they get mad at stuff. When especially when it comes to music, like it makes no sense. You can't get mad at Cardi B for prospering. Yes, it could have been any because she's half black. Well, she's partially black. But you can't get mad at her success. You can't get mad at Bruno Mars' success. But at the same time, they both get back. They give back to the culture. They they give big ups to the culture in every way possible, especially Bruno. So if you mad because you you don't because Chris Brown, Ty Dolla Sign, all the other major R and B niggas ain't doing that, that sounds like a personal problem because they're not they're not putting up the quality of music that Bruno is doing. Why working with b- black producers? Because them niggas is working with, with freaking trap trap niggas, pr- trap producers, Mike Will made it and all of that. At the end of the day, you just sound goofy. Seriously. And I'm just tired of niggas just getting mad about this at this point. How do you think Ray Shermer would sound on New Jack Swing? Low-key, I think Swali would float. Yeah. Like, I think low-key, like, Slim Jimmy is a little too good. Mm-hmm. So, but... Swali. Swali mm-hmm. could definitely take off. Mm-hmm. Like, he has, like, he met, like that song, Hurt to Look. Yeah, Ooh. Ooh, that's that's a stepper set. That's a stepper's yeah, anthem right there. Yeah, that's on fire. Like left that came out during our wedding, and we would have stepped to that. Yeah, I would have had a reason to actually step mm-hmm. during the wedding. Mm-hmm. Really, little nigga made a stepper set. So I believe Swali could do it. Like if they were to do like a poison, like a bell bib, bell uh, bell bib devote type thing, mm-hmm. I would buy it from them. Like I would believe it. Cause that's cause like you got the rap, you got the singer type dude, singer type rapper type dude, and you got the strictly rapper type dude. I will I will actually buy it from Ray Shremer. Yeah, me too. Like I just can't buy it from nobody else right now who's mainstream. If we're talking about it, but you can't get mad at Bruno because that's kind of the sound he always kind of had dwelt in because he was always doing like those nineties eighties type doops, doop doop, love me baby ass songs, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what New Jack Swing birthed from mm-hmm. if anything mm-hmm. but i can't really buy it from nobody else right now i agree with you like even if usher tried to do it it would be comical 
<laughs> it would be comical because one is like, gee, you're biting a sound that you that you I wouldn't buy from him. It's just like he don't got the the voice for it. Yeah, and that's another thing. It's just the voice for it. But for all you know, it's probably a, a SoundCloud R and B dude been doing New Jack Swing type records. T- what twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen? Well, modern day New Jack Swing records, and you didn't give him a chance. If you know somebody, send them my way. Exactly. So Set it away. Put so it on. The whole time she was, the whole time that girl and complaining, she could have easily. Yeah, I'm going in. Whole time she was bitching and complaining, she could have easily, easily gave us some artists to actually listen to. Who's doing that sound and all of that? Put us on. You can't get mad and then get. You can't get mad on who's prospering, but you're not giving somebody else to be like, yo, this person's doing it and better, or at least you think is doing it better, mm-hmm. and all of that. It's like getting mad at. Who mainstream is pushing as the new young rappers and all of that, but at the same time you can't get mad at that. Sh- that's what that's mainstream, and that's why I always tell people music is in the greatest place it's ever been, especially black music in terms of rap, hip hop, R and B, all our shit. Literally, it's in the best place ever, solely because it is so many different types of it right now. Yeah, and if you get mad because what's played on the radio or and all of that is is trash. Okay, go on SoundCloud. Go on the go on Apple Music and go to the news artist page. Go to Title and go to the news artist page. The low key hip underground artist page. Go to a low go to a freaking open mic or something like that. It's literally places you could go to get put on to people. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. You have no reason to get mad. Mm-hmm. That's true. No reason. That's true. So yeah. So and people I just, complain, but then they don't. Like you said, she doing all of this complaining, but she also didn't like put us on to anybody. And I hate when I just hate when people do that because they just like to talk to him stuff talk. They just like to complain just so they can get some people to join in on their misery, and that's crap. Exactly. Like I just want niggas. If you have Justin Timberlake, if you have any white person singing that sounds even sort of like a nigga in your iTunes, shut the hell up. If you realize that you was, and plus, we also, and this goes back to, I think she was just a recently woke-ass nigga. If Black Panther was the first black film that you saw, kiss oh, yeah. my ass. Oh, yeah, that's true. If you got woke because you, you the first time you learned that you was black was in college, well, yippee goddamn do. Okay. I've been I've been happy to be black since I was young as hell. Me too, yeah. And all of that. I was proud to be black. Just because your, your shitty-ass house oh. environment made you where you was not proud to be a black person until you went to college. And you you start swag surfing and all that shit Ooh. at HBCU. <laughs> I mean HBCU. Then God damn it, I don't need oh. to hear your opinion on anything. Oh. I don't need to hear anything that you say involving blackness, honestly, because you you using that guilt. I'm low key, and I'm glad. I, I'm gonna give a shout to my boys on uh, the Ball Don't Lie podcast, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Joe, and also uh, wait, what? Is it? Was he on the episode? No, and, and well, I don't give Pierce a shout out either way because literally, you guys literally broke it down. Niggas need to stop getting mad at this shit just because you just learned you was black like two weeks ago. Yes, being black is lit, but you niggas who felt guilty for being black all your goddamn life until literally you till you went to college and took a couple of pro black right classes, literally kiss my ass, G. Kiss my black ass. My hairy black ass. Whoa! Seriously, and it's not getting censored because like, I'm just tired of woke ass niggas. I'm just I'm just sick of woke like recently woke niggas, G. Because they do the most and they say the most just to make it sound like they know everything and y'all don't know shit. Oof. 
I'm I don't mean to bring this out when I'm protecting. I'm well not protecting, but in saying this in support of Bruno Mars. But literally, I would say this in support of any. I would say this if if, if this would have been my take a seat if DJ Envy wasn't a dumbass. <laughs> this would have been my take a seat, but Envy kind of cleared it. Clearly, because I'm just tired of recently woke niggas. They're the most annoying niggas we got because they niggas don't even do research. Yeah. They don't. You just learned you was black because you took a pro black class. Kiss my ass with that shit, G. I, I feel that. Um, <sighs> um, well, I I, uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, babe. I um, I have nothing to add on to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's all I gotta say. But in regards to the fact, Bruno is not a, a culture appropriator. I agree. So moving on to the next topic. So the hot thing on Twitter this week. Well, that's just as a whole. Spring break has started pretty much. About been around, been going on for what two weeks now. Mm-hmm. I would say for most colleges, mm-hmm. and then niggas as a whole. Because I feel like most niggas who participate in spring break probably not even in school no yeah, more. No. <laughs> so no, it's just like niggas just, niggas just know spring break is going on. Mm-hmm. So they just going to go to all the places where niggas thought and yeah. thought at it. Yeah. Which is Miami, South Beach. And it is ruining lives on Twitter. So just to give a breakdown on what caused the, the pretty much the defamation of. Oh, where are you going? All right. Anyway, so I got the mic just for me and myself and I right now. Uh, get your uh, little star. All right. So, <laughs> but yeah. So Twitter was on a rampage earlier this week solely because some dude, some dude looked like goddamn buddy from uh, my man's Nick Nick Paddywhack, uh, mm-hmm. who hang out with Danielson and all of that. We live, baby dude. But buddy as was on in Miami living life. He looked like uh, the hamburger. He do look like the hamburger. <laughs> but yeah, Buddy Ass was out pretty much living his best life in Miami. And I guess he was recording be wild, freaky in Miami and all of that. And once again, this most of the most of this is gonna be a problem because you niggas wanted smartphones. You niggas wanted y'all Snapchats, y'all wanted y'all things. And most of this wouldn't be well, it would happen, but it'll be later. Or would it be kept a secret? Oh, our niggas just shouldn't be so nasty. That too. Niggas as a whole. Male niggas and lady niggas. Freak ass niggas. <laughs> like literally. Freak Nick was a one time deal. Here you go. <laughs> and literally, you always got to bring up Freak Nick. every day, because of Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook Live, Freak Nick comes up. Freak Nick is every day almost. But anyway, the point of the matter is some dude recorded... His South Beach activities, and I guess one and was putting him on Twitter and all of that. Shorty, one of the girls, I guess, was in the camera shaking her ass, getting spanked. I think he kissed and licked her ass or something like that. She told him, "Hey, this is me. Take it down." Yes. So, Jesus. So he put the video up. He said, "Man, Miami was lit." So then she private messaged him and asked him. Hey, this is me. Can you please take this down? Which I completely understand. Um, But then he, I guess he goes to her Twitter page and he saw like some posts where she was talking about a boyfriend. And so he was like, I thought you said you don't have a man. And then she said, I don't. And then 
he called her goofy and said, basically said he wasn't taking the videos down. So he called, and then he posted the the messages for everybody to see. I mean, I think it's goofy for a couple of reasons. Goofy on both ends, but goofy, you, y'all know where I'm going to go, but go ahead, Jay. I think it's goofy. Like, a lot of people were commenting on the fact that, like, she looked back and knew he was recording. But I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that's true. Like, she could could have just been looking back to see who the nigga was that was hitting her ass to see if she thought he was cute or not. She still let him spank it a few more times. I mean, but maybe, maybe she didn't think he was ugly. Just because she looked back don't mean she saw him recording. And I think it was goofy of him to, like, post it, post her private messages. Like, he could have just let the video keep circulating, and then that could have just been that. But the fact that he posted the messages that she sent him, that was super goofy on on uh, his part. Because I'm just like, well, why are you doing that? She could have, like, if I would understand if she directly responded to the video, like, yo, this is me. Can you take this down? Then, yes, okay, I understand that. But, no, she... she personally messaged him but it's also on her if she i mean i don't know what reason she wanted it down whether she had a man or whether it was for professional reasons i mean i understand i understand because most of my stuff is locked down for professional reasons um but i mean if it was because she got a man then since you got to be more careful when you out here shaking that ass and niggas is hitting yeah you got to be more careful with that if you're gonna cheat on your man you need to move in silence and not be like i mean i'm just saying babe <laughs> i don't condone it but i'm just saying if you out here like that then you gotta you gotta learn how to move in silence with that Or just don't cheat. I mean, yes, but clearly, but clearly, baby, find not a bunch cheating. of dykes to shake your ass with. But clearly, <laughs> not cheating, and it don't have to be dykes. You can shake your ass on your friends. And, and, yeah, that too. Dykes or lesbians to shake your ass. I with. mean, I'm just saying. With in this case, in this case, she was clearly doing some stuff. So if that's the case, if you're gonna be out here like that, at least try not to embarrass yourself and your man's like that. Because let me tell you, when I'm out, I ain't moving like that. <laughs> I know. And I, don't move, and I don't move with friends like that. I know. We all know. move in silence. But we are, but we are good women. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop talking because yeah, you're looking you're, at me you're, real You're getting strange. yourself in trouble. No. Yes, you are. Yeah, no. You're talking about moving in silence. You have to move in silence. Especially if it's for professional reasons, like she don't want nobody from her job seeing it, or she thinking about future employment. If that's her reason, I mean, that's why I move in silence because for professional reasons. I know. Because <laughs> we need all that money. Exactly. Because you plug. And I need all that plug. So I keep all my stuff shut down. And when I'm moving, it's real silent. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped giving my Twitter out on here. As you should have. But, what was I about to say? So, yeah. Me, on the other hand, you already kind of heard what I said. For one, my main problem was, like, I understand taking the video down. Like, if you, like, yeah, I agree. Like, you could have easily respected her privacy in that aspect. 
like, yeah, take the video down. Because, like, if she said take it down, take it down. But same time, I get he's a nigga, pure-blooded, get no pussy looking ass nigga because he look like the type of dude who don't wash his dick. <laughs> <laughs> he look the type of dude that just don't wa- wash his ass. Oh, enough. my God. Like, Clearly, so he, I'm just a supporting character today because you you all on it. So, he just look like that type of dude. Like He, he probably don't wash his belly button at all. <laughs> Not his belly button. <laughs> like... Well, I don't know. That dude's probably a... <laughs> what if he got an Audi and not an Indy? That's even worse. <laughs> he had a shirt on when he was oh in the... Uh, he had a shirt on, if I recall. So, yeah, he, he belly button stank oh ass nigga. Oh, my God. But, so, yeah, I respect that. But my main problem is the fact that he saw you had a boyfriend and you lie. Is it? You don't what? lie. What? Wait a she minute. lied. Wait a minute. That's the issue that you take with yes. this? Christian, she don't yeah. owe him no type of explanation. She she don't owe him an explanation. If I ask you to take it down, you either say yes or no. I don't have to answer to you whether or not. And see, you know what? That's you niggas' problems. You think that every woman owe you a goddamn explanation well, when one. we don't. Let me tell you something. I don't know you. We, you, hey, we met on a lit day and whatever happened, happened. And then you, you messaging me talking about, I thought you said you don't got a man. Okay. Well, that's me, not, nope, that's, nope, nope, nope. That's none of your business. That's the main issue you take with this. The fact that she said, I don't have a man. No, I mean, maybe on. maybe they broke up or You're something. Skipping a part. Or, but You're skipping. No, I'm just focusing on your statement. You talking about that's the issue I take with this. For real, that's you niggas' problems. You always think women owe you an explanation when we don't. So let me finish. Can I finish? Go ahead. So you missed out on the part. He He tried to even hook up with her. He says, hey, you got a man. She says, no. That's when he goes to her Twitter and says, I thought you said you ain't got a nigga. My same statement applies. Why is that the main issue that you take with this? Do you know her personally? Nope, I don't do know you know honestly. do you know her relationship status? Do you know it the was things recent, though. do you know the things that her and her nigga going through right Lord now? Knows. Do you know what he doing right now? I hope he's being a faithful black king. If not, he's probably Dominican Republican then. Anyway, I you know what? You niggas, I tell you. But why why she couldn't just say, Yeah, I got a man. Maybe she don't want him to know her motherfucking business. Maybe that's why. She let Twitter know his, her business. You know what? <laughs> exactly. Christian? You told Twitter. Okay, and but let me tell you something. <laughs> Look, before I got married, you know what? No, no, I ain't even gonna go there. But I'm just gonna say she don't owe him no explanation. Regardless of the fact, all he had to do was just turn the. All he had to do was just take the video down. All he had to and do was take the video down. And I mean, if but, he didn't want to take the video down, just stand strong on that. But don't try to ex- expose her. Talk about she said she didn't have a man. Nah, I don't give a damn about none of that. That's y'all niggas' problems. Y'all always feel entitled to women. I don't feel entitled. 
Because I wouldn't have been the goofy nigga on either end. They both yeah. goofies in my book. I'm just saying, you well, my, you showed your part. little sense of entitlement right in your statement. I just want I just prefer honesty. Or just say my mind your business. That would have been even better. No. Or she could just say whatever the hell she wants. To say mind your business. No, how like, about it's none of your goddamn business. Exactly. So my That's answer is no. Just say mind your business. No, I don't got no man. Why? Man, I mean, what would he have said if she said yes? Maybe they just broke up five minutes ago. Like, why does she have to give an explanation of her whole life story? No. Because of the fact. Of- why does one thing? <laughs> what does one thing have to do with the other? I I messaged you to ask you to take down the video. What me having a man got to do with anything? Nothing. Know. I don't know. But she could at least said it in a better way. Too. No. No. Yes. No. No. But, she don't owe him that. Okay. Well, we're going to agree to disagree. On yeah, this. we're going to agree to disagree. So, moving on. Yeah. Twitter. <laughs> regardless of the fact, Twitter pretty much went on to have a rampage of how South Beach is pretty much a haven of filth. A whole spring break, and just how the fact that niggas just learned to show niggas were showing their insecurities, and then women were just showing how that they're not being faithful black queens like my wife right here. You know she moves in silence. <laughs> I will hit you in your damn throat. <laughs> I will hit you in your goddamn throat right now. <laughs> But regardless, that's when niggas just start saying wacky things. Like you just said, wacky things. Hey, shout out to wacky things. I'll show you a wacky thing tonight. But. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, nigga. But pretty much Twitter went on to say that pretty much. Well, a lot of women pretty much went on to say that they done a lot of bad things in South Beach. When they were in relationships. I mean, you can do a lot of bad things on 83rd Street. Very true. But they they say they specifically go to South Beach just to do naughty things. And that made niggas go crazy and all of that. Y'all niggas do bad things on the internet. Like, me and always... I'm not that type of nigga. Me and always... Oh, my God. I always (laughs) find reasons to shame women when y'all be out here doing even more than that. Yeah, niggas do even worse things. They could go around the corner, but women have to fly trips and all that to do bad things. Yeah, that's because what, we actually get, because we actually give a damn about y'all niggas and don't cheat on y'all in the same city. That's filthy. Y'all filthy. Everybody's filthy. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. Because you you wildin', buddy. I know. It's for purpose. Oh, baby. Shout out Smokey the Bandit, man. I hope I hurt your feelings. (laughs) 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 To all my South Side niggas that know me best, I just, I hope I didn't hurt your feelings, Smokey. Oh my gosh. That's my wife, yo. (laughs) Anyway. But regardless of the fact, the main thing is I just want niggas, for one, if your girl has to go all the way to Miami just to do wacky things. Look, if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. 
Like I'm saying, <laughs> if your girl gotta go all over the South Beach to get on the elevator, because literally a lot what? of you didn't see, there was a lot of videos being posted and on up on a beach, on the elevator, a lot of public indecency type things, a lot of stuff that could get you labeled as a sex offender here in Chicago. Honestly, yeah. like those type of things. Then, bro, she's not the one for you, bro. And then, ladies, if your man has to go to 83rd Street just to thought in a, a back alleyway, then sis, he wasn't the one for you. But just know, he didn't. But just know, one was 225, a bus fare, and then Listen. the other one was a whole plane ride that took like five hours. Listen, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, you are... Mostly no chill, mostly problematic. And this is what I live with every day, ladies and gentlemen. And you love me. Yeah. Regardless of the fact, though, just know South Beach is dangerous in spring break time. Because mugs are going to elevators. Mugs are the elevators. Okay. In real life, I mean, when they not on spring break, too. In Miami, though. Oh, yeah. Niggas is crashing freaking Rolls Royces, too. I was disappointed. As a matter of fact, that's my main issue with niggas now. They, see, now I go to slander niggas. See, Good. you niggas went on South Beach. For one, I hope, for one, when niggas rent cars, we don't get insurance. No. We don't. White people do. And maybe niggas in a very high tax bracket, maybe making 100K a, a year type niggas. But when us regular niggas, we get a car and rent it, insurance is the last thing. We, we don't even get insurance on our regular cars. <laughs> so, on our everyday vehicles, so Just you think riding dirty. So if you think a nigga was gonna go get a freaking Rolls Royce and he's stunning on South Beach and he's gonna have insurance, you dead wrong. When especially if you, as I feel bad for the the dumbass who sold the nigga the Rolls Royce. I want to say sold, but rented out the Rolls Royce for this nigga. Cause gee. You asked for insurance, and I bet you you was hoping he would have said yes, and he mm-hmm. said no. Mm-hmm. You like, you sure? He like, hey, nigga, I could drive, and I'm pretty. Sure, and he took the keys and walked out. Mm-hmm. He act, he put the Bluetooth in and sped off. Mm-hmm. You don't speed off in Rolls Royces. That's what. That's how you flow. That's how you avoid crashing them. They're not meant to yeah. be driven like a damn Lambo. Three. What the? F- how are you driving where you crash? A a, a freaking Rolls Royce. Let me have a Rolls Royce rented out. I'm driving no more than 10 miles an hour. We're not driving in Chicago in no Rolls Royce. Exactly. Not no, with these no, potholes. Them potholes will f*** you up. Not with these potholes. Them potholes will get in your butt. But <laughs> this is my <laughs> problem, just like niggas. this tweet I saw. This man said, <laughs> if anybody is looking for housing, there's <laughs> a two-bedroom, two-bathroom pothole on the expressway. <laughs> Literally. Literally, <laughs> that shit was so funny because it's so true. It's like these potholes are deadly out here, bro. Yeah, they'll fuck you up here. They disrespectful. Shout out to my shout out to our area. We don't got no potholes, but we got there's potholes in our little back parking spot, right? Area. So we have potholes. What are you saying? We're on the street. Yeah, be specific. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but. I'm sorry. You don't drive a Rolls Royce like it's a damn Malibu. You don't. You just simply don't. Like you go ten miles an hour. You. you when have you even seen it in a music video? A nigga speeding in the Maybach. 
You don't. You don't. <laughs> took the top off the Maybach. And that song is trash. Hey, hey, chill. That song is trash. Chill. I I took the top off of my May back, what? nigga. I took the top off of my May back, nigga. You know it's a damn shame what me as a future stand felt. That was one of the worst future it was hooks I ever heard in my life. But shout out to Beyonce. And then literally the song was so bad it felt a drag. Just get to the best part of the whole song. That's how, Beyonce's part. You damn right. I'm about to clip, y'all. No, you don't have to, because we're at like the point. Uh-huh. We don't have took to. We don't need SoundCloud back. threatening us right now. So I'm know. just gonna read the lyrics. Don't even worry about it. Don't even trip, Shorty. <laughs> don't even trip, Shorty. I got ways. Of course. I got ways. I'm the only lady here, still the realest nigga in the room. I break the internet top two and I ain't even number two. My body, my ice, my cash. All real, I'm a triple threat. Fuck it up and then leave. Come back, fuck it up and leave again. Took the (laughs) top off the coop and it looked like Freak Nick. In the hood hollering, free meek. Too deep, it's just me and Jay just posting in the courtside seats. Woo! I'm like, hold up. Woo! I might roll up. If they trying to party with the queen, they're going to have to sign a non-disclosure. Everybody signing a non-disclosure that's partying with me from now on. Shout out to that bar giving the Tiffany and Haddish, by the way. Oh, God. And we back to Tiffany once again. No, not really. We were just All I'm saying is, I, I took the top off of my Maybach, bitch. Shout out to the lady upstairs that wrote us that sweet note. She kissed my ass. <laughs> How you getting mad? Because you heard one song, a three-minute song, a three-minute song, a three-minute tune at 9.30 at night, and then half of a song oh at 11, 11 at night. And then for one, the speaker is not that loud, but I'm going to say this. This old ass lady lives in an apartment full of. Christian. It's two married couples. Shh, shh, let me get this. Two Did married. You, wait a, wait a goddamn minute. Okay, Did sorry. you just shush me? No, I didn't. But it's two <laughs> married couples. Did you just say shh? I love you. Two married couples and a boyfriend girlfriend that be on some freak shit. <laughs> All of us is loud. All of us be horny. <laughs> but. Alicia Keys being played <laughs> pisses you off. How, Sway? How? Explain to that to me. So, that old ass lady kiss my ass because I pay $50 a month Christian, to live here. First of all, bleep that out because that ain't none of that ain't none of people's business how much we pay in rent. I, I so will. you're gonna censor that. I will. Second of all, I just you know what? <laughs> so one night last week, she gonna take the place of the goofy Facebook friend for me. <laughs> Even though shout out to the repeat offender that doesn't know English English language. She went to Curie, I believe. Um why Christian always is talking about Kenwood, shout out to Broncos. 
How we feeling, Broncos? We fired up. Anyway, <laughs> the rip- didn't even make state. <laughs> See, it's just like a nigger to focus on sports as opposed to everything That's else. That's what matters with as, CPS. As though. opposed to everything else that we've accomplished, such as Gates Millennium Scholars. How many have you had? One. How many have we, we have had? Multiples, how many have we had? We have multiples. Shout how out many? To, how shout many? Out to Tierra Harris. Oh yeah, you know what? Shout out to Tierra. Exactly. One and she's black. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Tierra. I will shout out her YouTube channel, but I don't remember the name. I think it's Tierra XO. But like I was saying, one of Christian's Facebook friends that went to Curie, um, unfortunately, is not familiar with the English language. She was trying to make a joke on erectile dysfunction, but instead she said reptile. That's all. I, I'm just going to leave that right there because I I feel bad for her stupidity. So I'm just going to leave that right there. And I'm going to refocus on our upstairs neighbor. We're currently filming this where she might be able to hear us. So this is a shout out to you. Um, One night, Christian and I, after some intercourse, I (laughs) I decided to play an Alicia Keys song. Then after another round of intercourse... I play another Alicia Keys song. The next morning, I heard a knock on my front door. But I just thought it was my little sister, and so I didn't get up. But when I was leaving out the house, there was a note that was slipped under our front door. And the note, but you should have got up and got the note. But the note. <laughs> the note just basically said that we should not be playing loud music at all times of the night because people because there are children in the building and there are children in the building and people actually have jobs that have to get up in the morning and work and the next time that we decide to play loud music in the middle of the night she will in return call the police well That, to me, made me chuckle quite hard because it wasn't as if we were playing that hippity hop. We were actually actually playing good old Alicia Keys, as in I played Diary. And what was the other song I played off of that album? What's going on if you ask me on radio or whatever? That wasn't it, but in any case, I played two classic Alicia Keys songs when she was still rocking the braids, and I believe that made her a little bit upset, and upon deeper reflection, I did in turn realize that she might just be a little lonely and that made her feel uncomfortable. However, she has a nymphomaniac living right across the hall from her. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that, that, uh, cut it, cut it, cut it, that, cut it, cut it, that, oh, cut it. okay, that the, okay. often engages okay. Okay. in very risque sex moves, <laughs> and, sometimes, and sometimes, and okay. sometimes it sounds that? like King Kong lives up there with her. And then directly below her, there's a gentleman that plays hippity hop all throughout the day. 
I believe he works because he does leave the apartment, although he may indulge in other activities, but he does play music at all times of the day. And when he leaves, he slams his door quite often. Slam the hell out that door. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's us, two wholesome Christian, young, black, Afro-Americans, and we engage in our fair share of sex. And then directly underneath us, there is another lovely young married couple with a child. The only child, by the way. That sometimes screams when her parents... (laughs) (laughs) That sometimes screams when her parents puts her to bed. And I'm sure that they engage in very loud sex as well. Like Christian (laughs) stated earlier, we all be horny and we all have loud sex. However, the one night that I decide, because usually I play, wake me up before you go, go, but I did not. I decided to play, maybe she has a problem with black women. Maybe that's what it is, because she don't have a problem with them honkies that I usually play. Instead, she decides to have a problem with the young black independent woman. So maybe that's her issue. I don't give a damn. So maybe that's her issue. And to that, I say, ma'am, meet me downstairs and we can have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just found it quite perplexing. No, I'm not done. I found it quite perplexing that she decided. Ask me if I give a damn. That she decided to slip a note under our door where we pay rent. That's all I'm going to say about it because Christian keeps cutting me off because he says, now nah, I'm getting a little loud, but I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to write notes and threaten to call the police on two young black Afro-Americans that are just trying to get a nut in this world, I suggest you have a conversation with us. That's the problem with some of these older folks out here. They just want to condemn you and call the police on you instead of embracing you and saying, you know what, young people, this might be your first place. So let me just tell you about building etiquette. But instead, no, you threaten to call the police on the black folk. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I just take issue with that call the police on the black folk instead of embracing us and saying, you know what? Let me tell you about some things. Go ahead. If we could have the drop mic moment, this would be a beautiful (laughs) time to be able to drop the mic. So, yeah. (laughs) Go crazy, folks. You could add that to a tally of Kenny Slander and old black people. Oh, for real? <laughs> but anyway. I'm just saying. I know. Why would okay. you threaten to call the police on us? I know. Instead of, you know what I'm saying? I would understand if we were repeat offenders. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand. But matter of fact, bitch, we all work. Talking about some of us work and have jobs. We all work, ma'am. You knock on the door and you say, hey, I'm sorry to, you know, disturb you. My name is such and such. We've never met. 
And I just wanted to say that your music disturbed me last night. I don't normally hear your music coming from the apartment, but last night I did and I was trying to sleep. And then me being the kind-hearted soul that I am, I would have said, you know what, ma'am, I apologize. We did not mean to disturb you. I just got a little riled up. And you know what? I will be more mindful in the future of what I do because you're right. We are a community and we should be lifting each other up instead of threatening to call the popo. I don't get no damn about the popo. Call the popo ho. We shouldn't. I'm censoring that because you just uh, quoted Medea and I don't believe in quoting uh, a tall black male in drag. You know what, Christian? Just go ahead and proceed. So next is take a seat. Technically, in a way, that was Kenny's edition. Take a seat, but a goofy neighbors of the goofy neighbor of the episode. We're gonna call it that. The goofy neighbor of the episode. So that might, that's why I might call the episode that goofy neighbor. <laughs> um. So yeah. So take a seat. We're going to throw it at DJ Envy. Why is DJ Envy taking a seat? Because DJ Envy had to be a goofy. Why is he being a goofy? Because he... Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with defending your wife. I don't have a problem with that. I defend my wife every chance I get and all of that. If somebody dares disrespect her, I'm going to be there. Because I will honor her. I will told her I will honor and protect her. But DJ Envy, bro... Some things you just don't do it the way that you do. <laughs> you just don't. You, as a real man, you're supposed to handle stuff in private. But at the same time, I don't have much sympathy because, nigga, you disrespected your wife on multiple occasions. You have you and your wife have decided, thought it was a great idea to go tell the world, yeah, this nigga cheated on me with X, Y, and Z, the fifth, third, and go on a nice little tour about it, telling everybody. So to me, you're giving us the green light to say, yo, these jokes gonna fly, my boy. And now you can't get mad at the jokes. Yes, I'm pretty sure your wife sees it on her Instagram. You see it on your Instagram. You see it on Shade Room, X, Y, and Z, the fourth, the fifth, the third. I'm pretty sure Charlemagne throws a joke. I highly doubt the uh, the girl that be sitting there with y'all that's a little quiet as a mouse, little child. I always forget her name. But yeah, she she sprite those little jokes, but she sounds like a church mouse. So sometimes she's forgotten and you ignore her. But bro, you can't get mad when somebody says, just cause somebody, because Desus and Mero, the Bodega Boys, the realest niggas from New York, probably the only niggas in New York I'll probably rock with and I ever had such passion for and camaraderie for. Yes, I'm a Bodega Boy now. Part of the Bodega crew. My niggas. But anyway, Desus and Mero, yes, they threw a nice little slight joke. It was a slight joke. All they said was, she's with you for the money still. And you took that to heart. Or I'm going to probably just say, Mrs. DJ Envy took it to heart. Yes, I don't know her real name. All I know is her. Gia, her name is Gia. You listen to that trash-ass podcast. I actually haven't listened to it in a while. But See, it's because it's trash. I, I, still follow them on, I still follow them on Instagram. Anyway, Kenny still follows the light, bright couple and all of that. Because they're very light, mulatto-ass niggas. Oh, but, God. but... Regardless of the fact, 
your mulatto ass wife got took it to heart because she's like, no, I got my own money, X, Y, and Z, fifth, third. Congratulations, boo, you have your own money. <laughs> but at the same time, regardless of the fact, you are the wife of somebody who's more known than you. So unfortunately, Ma, you will have to get them jokes. And yes, DJ Envy, you just have to be associated with DJ Envy money. Is that a bad thing? Yes, but at the same time, get your own bread. Cool. Congratulations. Don't play yourself, Ma. You took it to heart. And then you told DJ Envy, when are y'all going to get Deezus and Mero in the Breakfast Club? He was like, uh, 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 why? Uh, and then, because I want you to get revenge. Why? What did they say? Listen to this clip, nigga. He listens to the clip. He was like, that's not a big deal. To me, it's a big deal. He, and then, he, and then at the same time, he was scared because he just didn't want to get pegged that night. So I understand the thing <laughs> of being pegged. Vicious. Like, you did not want to feel the viciousness because it was going to be such a whole nother level of viciousness from your wife that night. So, yeah. So, you had to say yes. You had to because you knew it was pegging night that night. And you did not want to get, you just did not want to get hurt that badly that night. You didn't want to feel that level of viciousness. So, yes, DJ Envy, you had to beg and please say yes. Okay, I will get them back. But my problem is, nigga, you didn't have to do it on air. You could compromise, nigga, and said, you know what? I'm going to call him up right now. We cool people like that. It's probably a misunderstanding. It's just literally that, that, that little ignorant at times. But at the same time, they do it for the show. And But no, you tell Joe Budden of all people. Joe Budden even warned us that this was going to happen. Talk about us. You don't even listen to the Joe Budden podcast. I listen to it when you listen to it. Oh. But What's he warned us. Week? Yes. So he warned us. We like, nah, what Joe just being Joe and all of that. But nah, we forget. And then next thing we know, we wake up, it was Tuesday, Wednesday morning. And I'm like, oh, this was the same night when uh, that when, uh, freaking Miami, uh, Miami spring break was running relationships. But yeah, so you get mad. You call them pussy and something else. I forgot what it was. Bitch ass. And, Pussy and bitch ass. And I'm like, come on, man. You could have thought of a way better. You, you come on, man. You had two weeks. You, your wife could have even thought of a better name. I'm pretty sure. I mean, she's a, she's a black woman. She's a, she's very pale and mulatto, but her, she has some sense of petty levels and all of that. It's it's just within black women at the end of the day. But no, nah, nigga, you failed. And then they sitting there like, yo, what the hell is going on? What you talking about? And all of that. We cool. We thought. And all of that. And then they're like, can you play the clip? They don't remember. You know how I many, literally, they they fry so many people that they don't know who they fry. Literally, if I fried you probably like a year ago, I probably don't remember what I said unless literally it was just that funny. That's just how it is. When niggas, when they sold job is to fry you every day on TV and then they have a podcast on top of it and fry your ass. My goodness gracious, G. It's, so many, it's only so much you can really remember. And yet... DJ Envy, you got mad. And then you got so mad when they said, well, we could take this outside. You blew it off. And then they continued on with the interview and stayed professional. While you, on the other hand, did act like a little punk boy and walked off. While, while at the same time, Charlemagne and them just had fun. And completed such a fun interview. Without paying DJ Envy light ass no mind. And you know what happens after that, DJ Envy? You just look like a goofy. And that, sir, is why you have to take a seat. And make sure you take a night and make sure you avoid the pegging that your wife will give you as you take this seat. Because I know it hurts when it happens. I'm pretty sure it hurts. Badly. 
So it's okay, DJ Envy. Just take a nice, gentle seat. Make sure you put a nice little pillow on that seat at the same time. <laughs> so it's fine, Envy. It's okay. It, I, I made sure I wasn't vicious. Like <laughs> just know, Deezus and Mero were just doing their jobs at the end of the day. Listen, what I'm going to say is the only issue, like, I actually didn't take an issue with him confronting him on air because, as the saying goes, have that same energy. So they had that energy where they said it on their show. So he had the same energy where he going to say it on his show. So I'm not mad that he said it on there. What I what I thought was funny was the fact that he like got up and walked out. Like I guess the apology wasn't I guess their apology wasn't good enough. But I think that I mean and honestly, babe, you said that you think she told him, like, I don't like what they said. But I think that he is the one that heard it and got upset. Because just from, like, the few episodes of their podcast that I have listened to, like, it seemed like she she don't really care. He's the sensitive one in the relationship. Um, especially when it comes to his wife because of, like, the fact that he cheated on her. And so... I honestly think that he heard it and it pissed him off. And and that's why he was so passionate about it. But I just think that... He was about to cry. He was. <laughs> and I mean, I get it. Like, when you've been through stuff like that, because, like, the podcast is, is okay. It's just, it doesn't capture me. But, I mean, it's just like when you've been through stuff, like, they've been through stuff, like certain stuff like everybody has that point of sensitivity for them in their relationship and so of course you're gonna go hard for your spouse but when you really hit that touch that touch point it's just sometimes it's hard to reel that back but the thing is people don't really know how to it's like I don't know what he expected the apology to be but just based on like having been exposed from their show from you um, which um, Jesus and Mero is actually a pretty good show. Like just that, based on like what I've seen on their show, that's the kind of apology I expect them to give. And especially the light skin when he was just like, "Oh no, I understand because you know I am I'm married, and so I get it." And then he told that story about how he chased the dude down that like said something crazy to his wife. So he said, "I get it," and they apologized, and it seemed like a sincere apology. But I think that. Envy, he held it in for so long and he was so in his feelings about it that he just, he could not contain himself. And so even after he got it out and they apologized, it still wasn't enough because of how, however much time has passed, he allowed it to like fester in him. And like, I don't mean to take this whole moment and make it into like a serious thing, but that's really the problem with black folk. Like we hold on to this stuff and then we, we set up this expectation in our head of what the, and I say black folk because I know black folk. I don't know any other race. Like I know black folk. And so we set up this expectation in in our head of what the apology that we want is supposed to be like. But then when we get something else, it's, we still not happy with it because it's not, 
it's not how we expect it to feel. And it's because he feels so deeply and so tenderly about his wife. And he knows that he messed up so bad. No, no matter how long it was, like nobody, like that's just an untouchable subject. And so, I mean, that's why he walked out. I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, we have to grow from that. But I mean, overall, it was hilarious because it's just like I was sitting in the bathroom watching it. And I'm like, oh, okay, nice. They apologize. And then he sat there and he still continued to pout. And so I thought he was just going to say something else because I've been watching Breakfast Club for forever. And so even when he had his issue with um, DJ Drum, like he was mad at the beginning of the interview. And then after they like talked it out and DJ Drum apologized, then you saw Envy loosen up. But in this interview, you just saw him like keep sitting there pouting. And then he said, fuck this, I'm not saying So then he just got up and walked out. And so, I mean, it was, yeah. It's sad, but I mean, it was funny though. Sorry, I didn't mean to have that serious moment on your. Sorry. That's fine. Regardless of the fact, he gets pecked. And we're going to end it on that note. DJ Envy gets pecked. And at the end of the day, hold that L, sir. And take a nice, gentle seat on that train of illness. And no, don't mess with Jesus and Mera. Because then they gave you a nice little... They gave him a note, a pre-commercial break of jokes. And it was legendary. They did. Shout out to Erica Mina for, uh, get, for giving us... Oh, this. for real? Yes. So on that note, we are ending. <laughs> <laughs> and this is episode 18 of No Chill of the you Podcast. <laughs> no Chill of the Podcast. Episode 18. We are two away from episode 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. And yeah, this is your boy Chris J. Follow me on social media at deep Chris deep underscore Chris underscore J. Make sure you keep uh, follow us, like us on Facebook at No Chill on the podcast, like the SoundCloud page as follow like the SoundCloud page as well. And once again, No Chill Media will be a ting. We are working on tings. We got tings on the way on the rip. This your girl Kenny G. Y'all, thanks for listening. Peace and love.